0: We're back, baby, back and better than ever after a two week long hiatus for Justin to go on your honeymoon. We're back and I'm going to tell you something, Justin. So we just got done recording our bonus episode uh, and it was bonus. all about your honeymoon and, and whatever. So if you're interested in that, um, Patreon.com slash hitboxpod. But a bunch of stuff happened in my life while you were gone. And so many things that like I live my life looking for the intro of next week's podcast. Like, what am I going to (laughs) say? You know what I mean? I I mean, that's I don't
1: know if that's sad or or impressive. Like one of the
0: two. It's just like I I always want to like open with something just like, hey, this happened. This was weird. You know what I mean? Um, And like so much I have to choose over over like two and a half weeks of what happened in my life. For you to, to like open and talk with you about, I mean, like I could talk about pineapple on pizza and discovering that I like that actually. Yeah, it's good. Um, I'm moving, which is exciting. Uh, I bought my first pair of like real shoes. What? Wait, recently. what? Okay. I mean, I, I've been buying. I've been buying the same pair of Vans, like black Vans, since I was a child because they're black shoes and they go with everything and they look fine. Um, but I bought a pair of like, like, like. Uh, 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 Nikes like dunks as as my friend helped me figure out shoes to buy because I was like I'm an adult I should have more than one look you know Um, I got my first cavities in my mouth as an adult (laughs) which made me feel like a little child Um, the UFO congressional hearings man that's like I'm all over that I started replaying Dark Souls 3 all of those things we could have talked about at length but Justin, I think the one thing that I that that truly trumps everything else it, that I want to talk to you about is, um, I did the Barbenheimer double feature. <laughs> oh, you Barbenheimed? I Barbenheimed it up. Yeah, all right. Me and my uh, roommate, and my girlfriend, oof. all went. So we okay. did we did Oppenheimer in the morning at about ten a.m.
1: Do you have a little like a like a bowler cap on cigar?
0: Yeah, I was like the driving crooner from "I Think You Should Leave" season three. <laughs> um, yeah, I had the hat and the the, the whole the pipe, the whole yeah. the whole nine yards. Uh, and then we took a little break. We had a me and my girlfriend had a family party we had to go to, and then came back six p.m. for Barbie. Justin, it was a good time. I, I, I imagine you've not seen either films. I uh,
1: Claire saw Barbie. Yeah. Um, uh, this weekend. And I, I do want to see it. Uh, and then we're probably going to see Oppenheimer this week at some point.
0: Sure. Both so far,
1: very, very good. All right. I, I don't think it's as easy to
0: say which one is better. Right. Uh, we had this conversation, uh, me and my roommate and my girlfriend about like, how do you like, you can't even compare them because they're just yeah. like doing different things. Right. Um, I would say that just like in my life and where my brain like tends to like come back to. I liked Oppenheimer more. Um, But that's just because like I like movies about complicated people and and that like delve into the complexities of why they are who they are and and all that sort of stuff. Um, And Barbie is not bad. Barbie is more. I mean, it's more lighthearted and fun. And there's like um, I I think its message is just as easily dissectable as the like the themes and whatever in Oppenheimer. But um, for me personally, I liked Oppenheimer more. But so I I think for me. I have
1: not, and I don't really go to movies in the theater like Barbie, Yeah. right? Like that's generally not like what I would do. I'm interested in seeing it, but I don't necessarily know if I want to see that in theaters. Mm Oppenheimer is one of those, like I'm not an IMAX person, right? Yeah. So I think seeing that movie in theaters might be nice because of how it looks visually. Like that's the advantage I get to seeing that movie. And like I I usually see movies if it's going to be a spectacle, like a visual spectacle, or I don't want to get spoiled. I don't think I can get spoiled on Barbie. Probably not, no. I don't think I can get spoiled on Oppenheimer. Spoiler nope. alert, it works.
0: Yeah, and he, <laughs> and he he feels all sorts of ways about it. But I
1: am getting to the point where I'm worried about not so much the spoilers. My YouTube algorithm has come up to the fact where I keep hearing information about Oppenheimer that I just need to see the movie so I'm not spoiled on too much of the history before I experience it.
0: Yeah, because so, I didn't know anything about him yeah, when, when yeah. I saw it. Um, but no, I I would say it's, that is definitely a movie to see in theaters also because it's long and, and complicated. And I think something great about movie theaters, I'm not to be one of those guys who's like, well, you got, you got to see him in theaters to really get like, whatever. I don't care. See him in a cinema. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't matter. Watch it at home. I don't care. Um, but because it's so long and complicated, it does, I think in my opinion, really benefit from being in a theater where you like there's nothing else to do other than watch that's it. your focus you know I mean? yeah where you're watching it at home you're like oh you're doing the laundry or you know you're texting whoever whereas like in the theater you are paying it's solely a focus on on that movie but um very good very fun very fun idea glad that we as humans got to get sorry not sorry the idea of watching the two movies together not the atomic bomb stuff I'm glad that we all got together and said, you know what, it would be very fun if we saw these two things on the same day.
1: Well, and like I think a a big thing about it too, it's that I I think both movies. I actually I don't think both movies necessarily have a broad appeal that you would assume, right? I think you would you would traditionally look at like the Barbie movie and the Oppenheimer movie as being like, oh, that's a Christopher Nolan, that's going to be like one of those like dense like heady movies, and the Barbie movie, this light fun kids movie. Which, first of all, from what I hear, Barbie's not really a kids movie.
0: Uh, no. no. I would say that it's like a PG-13 Lego movie. Right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: I think it just, by that branding, it helps both movies because yeah. I think more people see Oppenheimer than if it wasn't Barbenheimer, and more people yeah. are going to see Barbie than if it wasn't Uh, Barbenheimer so I think that's a really cool marketing thing because it does find a way to link two audiences much like was that uh, 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 video game based it was Doom and Animal Animal Crossing Crossing, yeah right Like those two things like you just have those that that crossover and I don't think that hurts the marketing for the other one it just kind of helps and you might bring a couple more people along with it so good on you Barbie good on you Oppenheimer except
0: maybe not it's a good movie man I, yeah. It goes there. It talks about all that. I thought it was quite interesting.
1: Yeah. No, no.
0: So you heard it here first. Both Barbie and Oppenheimer are good flicks. Yeah. I would yeah. recommend them. And I I don't know. I also like doing a double feature like that is also just kind of a fun thing to do if you've got the time. You know what I mean? If you've got a Saturday for you know free and, and whatever else, but um justin i'm just i'm glad that you're here i'm glad to be talking about video games with you because a lot happened while you were gone believe it or not not just in my personal life and me buying fucking shoes and getting cavities and whatever um i can't wait to talk about all about it with you it's head everyone welcome back after two full weeks to hitbox episode number 153 my name is peter hunt and joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host justin Macavich. justin how are you it's good to see you good to talk to you it's good to see and talk to you
1: too uh, i do have to say the honeymoon being over is sad yeah. not because the honeymoon's over it's sad because that means i have to go back to work in two weeks <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that'll do it won't it and yeah,
1: okay. Granted, like most people, like I say, two weeks till I go back to work. They're like, well, that's a that's all my vacation. Like, yeah. what are you complaining
0: about? Um,
1: but the I also teacher man, like
0: you need to explain this to no one. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> it's just it's just the the kind of like work you do during the school year is not mm. like a nine to five hour thing. No, no. And like you don't have that like freedom in the same way that you can during the summer. And while the summer sometimes feels like I don't have enough structure. I go back to having too much structure. So like right yeah. now I have all these video games. I got to like bang through in the next two weeks. Otherwise I'll never be able to play them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. I know what you mean, Justin. We're going to talk about the games you're playing in a little bit. We're also going to talk about the news. Here's a quick preview of what's coming up. Uh, Xbox live gold dies a respectable death. Assassin's Creed Mirage might not give me a panic attack when looking at it's how long to beat page and final fantasy 14 is coming to Xbox. We're going to talk about those three things and Believe it or not, a lot more this week here um, before we hop into the main uh, meat of the show. However, Justin, I want to give our listeners a quick reminder to jump into our discord server. The link to that is in the description of this episode to support us on Patreon. If you're feeling monetarily generous, that's patreon.com slash hitbox pod. Become a one dollar podcast producer or a three dollar deluxe podcast producer like Jay Noel or like Dave Parker. Every single week, they're getting a 30 minute bonus episode this week, even more. We're talking. We t- just talked for quite a while about about your trip and and all that, and how wonderful that was. Um, and then also, if you if you can't support us there, all good. You can go to twitter. dot com slash or just at hitbox. Oh, it's not even called Twitter anymore, is it? X. Nope. Go to x. dot com, I guess. And <laughs> and s- send us an X. <laughs> It sounds so pornographic, doesn't it? I mean, like I know that x. that's com, kind of like the, x. the joke, yeah. but like uh, x dot you can x at us at hitbox pod. I think just, I got it all
1: right. Just sounds. This sounds. Gosh, what a what a terrible what a that. terrible like,
0: branding decision. What a terrible decision. What an absolutely <sighs> smooth-brained decision. I <laughs> can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Justin, let's uh, let's go to the Metacritic roundup. What do you think? Let's do it. Metacritic roundup. One, two, three, four, five, six games in the Metacritic Roundup. Just, you know, over the past few weeks here. Um, I thought you were gonna do one, two, three, four. I declare them <laughs> words, or I went with that. Uh, there's there's a lot from the in the Metacritic Roundup here. I, I don't have much to say about everything, but I do want to touch on um, the things that did come out uh just starting with disney illusion island this game is a metroidvania shown off um i think we saw it at e3 this year maybe summer game fest uh, i guess because e3 didn't happen right um this is a switch exclusive disney uh sort of platformer metroidvania game uh scored a 73 uh seems like people like it all right um but, I don't know, is this something that you had your eye on at all? Yeah, A little bit. I mean, I, I
1: think when I hear people, like, talking about this game, like, the biggest, like, I hear a lot about, like, the music is awesome, the art is awesome, the design looks awesome. Yeah. It's just too easy. <laughs> and, like, I get that, like, to a certain point. And w- we'll talk about this maybe a little bit with the, one of the other games that we're going to mention um, in the, the Metacritic, but, like, just cause a game is easy. Like that doesn't mean it's bad or like, I don't know. I think I, I find it weird to associate a score with the difficulty of a game like that. To me, that just seems like a little bit of an
0: odd. Uh, I, I think like it, something being easy or not. Like I think it is a, is a fine line, right? Um, where if something is like too easy, let's say to me, I, that could be a knock because it could just be like, um it, it's a little mindless, right? like I don't have to think enough critically about what I'm doing to play this, and that you know can be a plus for some things and some and in some other cases not you know what I mean um but yeah i don't I don't know i I don't like I guess if you were looking for a challenge, I might not have gone to a Disney game <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, right. Like, like I'm not trying to be a dick, I'm just like just trying to think it out right like I just I don't know if that's where I would go. But um cuz if that's the case why
1: is why isn't Final Fantasy 16 like a like a 7 <laughs> you know
0: it's weird some some think maybe it should be and we'll talk about that later um, um but
1: yeah but so yeah. i mean i think th- this game also has uh, good accessibility in the in the level that you can make the game basically so you don't take any damage you can make the game that's so great. you have like one heart like you can find a way to make this game challenging and just because that's not like the standard d- like you can make the game harder if you think it's too easy. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I and I, I think like with the Dark Souls thing, people say like, "Oh man, you know, you, there should be difficulty level settings." But I never feel like that is something that it's too hard. This game gets knocked for necessarily, unless it's like hard because the mechanics are bad. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I think I think that's the other thing too, right? Like, if a game is like like okay, let's talk about Dark Souls, right? Like those games are like challenging, right? But In my opinion, um, they're not like unfair. They just ask a lot of the player, a lot for them to understand and and a lot uh, for them to like get skilled at, you know. Um, And so that to me is something that's like worth mentioning and talking about how the game deals with its challenge and stuff. But then you have something like, I don't know. um, I guess I don't really have a good example of this, but like a game that would just be simply too hard you know what I mean? Where it's like, Oh, it's not something I can really do. It's just like, I die instantly. In this Oregon moment, trail, you know, sure. Something like that. Right. Like just like, it's super punishing <laughs> and like, like there's nothing to do about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, probably won't play this, but it's also good. To, I don't know. It's good to have a game like this. If it's yeah, for I children think, specifically, I think, you know, but even if it's
1: for children, I don't think thinking about like when I was playing Guacamelee with Claire, she didn't like it because it got a little frustrating and like, I feel like this could be a good co-op experience to play uh, oh, with sure. someone, yeah. and like, get them introduced to Metroidvania's. Um, and the, p- people also knocking it's like ten hours of a game.
0: It's Too fine. Short.
1: It's good. It's Too perfect. short. Too short. How long was Metroid uh, Dread? Huh? Yeah. Huh? It's fine. And two hours of that playtime for me was the damn final boss fight. You know. Yeah. <laughs> So. No,
0: I, I think 10 hours is fine. Yeah, <laughs> everyone yeah. everyone, stop. Everyone, enough. Enough with this. It's fine. A short game is good. Yeah. Because um, also, like, for me, if if your game is short but, like, doesn't, like, run out of steam, like, perfect. Yep. Like, literally perfect. Whereas, like, if it's, it overstays it's welcome. And Especially if like, the game uh, is, like, too easy, right? Or whatever you want to say about it. Like,
1: boy, yeah, I'm, I'm good you're, for that. You're really hint. We're really hinting at Final Fantasy 16 here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: here's here's an here's an early take about final fantasy 16 now that i've beaten it that game should have been half its length and i would have liked it way more way 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 more uh but we'll get to more of that in a minute here uh next game is remnant 2 this game is on the playstation 5 where it scored an 80 apc on pc where it scored another 80 and on xbox series x where you guessed it it is an 80 so 80 across the board for remnant 2 um thoughts on this did you ever play remnant from the ashes the first one uh no, but this is basically if I'm correct, and, and it, it, like you can correct
1: me if I'm if I'm wrong here. It's like a uh, sh- shooter.
0: The pitch is this is Dark Souls with guns.
1: Yeah, it's but it's like a sh- it's like a multiplayer shooter kind of, or is this single player?
0: Uh, you can play it single player, but from most reviews and stuff that I've seen of it, it's like single player is fine. But you're gonna have a, the best time if you play this with multiple people. Yeah, and i think that is cool and
1: i mean mm-hmm. they come out with a second one makes it better I, I think it scored similarly to the first one i think um i think a
0: little bit better if a I little really bit like. better
1: um and like people clearly have uh you know a want for games like this um and i i go back to the surprising success that uh what's that bro shooter that came out on a game pass a while ago uh, i more specific don't um, know the the one with the powers that we had the demo for that i kind of like that you beat i didn't but it was like alien planet
0: alien planet bro shooter powers uh atomic heart no i didn't play no. that one i no. beat it i beat it
1: yeah it was it's like a multiplayer game but or single you could do a single there's loot
0: oh loot. fucking uh um, yeah you got it it's in there it was on Game Pass it was like Square Enix Uh (sighs) uh-huh yeah uh I did not like it I really didn't like it what was this damn game called? (laughs) it's gonna bother me now Bro Shooter
1: Uh, Game uh, Pass uh, Game Pass Um, Shooters by bro force, it's not bro force. No, um, that's what I thought
0: you were talking about. I was like, I did not play that yeah. much Outriders. Outriders, um, and regardless,
1: Outriders, I think was a pretty average game in itself. But it did find a, like people who played it multiplayer wise when it first came out. Like it was kind of like shocking how many people were playing that game when it first came out. Yeah. So you have a game that is not the same, obviously, with this one. But like you have a game that has this like co-op mechanics that's like a souls like that people can play together i think that's a that's a good sign for success for a game um and it's like one of those things like the more i'm looking at it the more i'm like this might be a fun little game is this on game pass this is not Uh, i
0: will say so remnant one was a ps plus game so i've actually played remnant one i played like two hours of it um with with my friends uh we did not know that it was, like, a Souls-like. <laughs> so we were like, yo, this game is fucking hard. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. we did not have a great time with it because we, we just didn't really, like, understand. We, we thought it was going to be, like, an Outriders, right, or, or whatever, which is kind of like a mindless thing. Uh, we did not understand, hey, this is going to be actually very challenging. Um, but uh, something also uh, kind of neat about this is that, like, some of it is randomized. I'm not entirely sure, like, how much of it is. It's not a roguelite, I don't think, or a roguelike. um, but like parts of it are randomized. So like you are not going to see everything in a single playthrough of it. Um, which I think is, is kind of neat. Um, I don't know. I probably won't touch this just because, um, it's just not entirely up my alley, even though like, I guess all of the buzzwords sound good. You know what I mean? But I think that the thing that I've seen the most is like, Hey, you should play this with other people. Like you're going to have the best time with that. Um, and, and like, I just don't always have like a consistent group of people who are willing to spend what, like 50, 60 bucks on <laughs> right. a brand new game like this, you know, but, um, um, I think
1: too, like a Souls game like that's a shooter that seems like a lot more standing to the back and like chip damaging people rather than like going in and actually like doing damage, which would be a lot yes. more fun with multiple people rather than just by yourself.
0: And if I'm remembering correctly, uh, there absolutely was friendly fire in the first one. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, and and it, like when we started, like, I'm remembering the like the first area that we were in was like a tight, like, basically corridor sewer. So we were just like just demolishing each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Remnant two, there you go. Up next here is Viewfinder. Um, this is on PS5 and PC. On PC, it scored an 84. PS5, um, an 81. This is. Uh, by Thunderful Games, they did they make um what was that game <sighs> about perspective super liminal? Or is this just like it? Um I'll I'll check. Or developed uh, sorry by Sad Owl Studios. Um Sad Owl might, Studios. Yeah. Mm. Looks like this might be their first one. Either way, uh this is a game that uh uses your perspective to um solve like interesting puzzles. Apparently it's got a decent story as well. Um, and the puzzles are, are usually based around like perception and like how you are viewing the world and, and stuff like that. Um, kind of interesting. I'm, I'm going to be interested to try this out. I've not checked it out yet, um, but I, uh, this is right up my alley. I like a puzzle game. and I like mm-hmm. a game like this. Um a bunch of people are saying like, might be early. Like I listened to um, the next lander podcast and they were talking about like might be early, but they were saying like I'm sort of looking at this in the same way that I look at like Portal and whatever in terms of like a quality puzzle game. So that is absolutely right up my alley. But
1: yeah, I um, have the da- the demo downloaded for this, but I haven't oh, nice. played it. Yeah, and it'll probably be one of those things like I had the Final Fantasy 16 demo downloaded and then I bought it, so I never actually played it. So I will probably buy this game before I play the demo because I'm a sure. broken human being.
0: No, I, I think I think you're just fine, Justin. Oh, thank you. That is interesting, though, that you didn't play the Final Fantasy demo, because that's just, like, straight up the beginning of the game. True. First, like, first
1: two hours. But I also wanted didn't want to necessarily play the game until, like, I could actually play the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, I didn't want to lose myself and, like, not know what was happening.
0: No, that's fair. Um, next game here is Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals on PS5. Got a 79. On PC, it got a 74 on switch it is uh, an 85 and on ios and ipad os it is unscored uh, the reason it's kind of interesting to talk about there is because this is a netflix game um they own netflix owns um night school studio uh, who makes Oxenfree. free uh, oh, also this is on ps4 but it's not scored there uh, so it's everywhere except for xbox um and so if you have a netflix subscription i believe you can play this on ios um, if you're interested in that sort of thing um this is i think their first like major game that they have published i think they did like some stranger things thing at one point or another but like this is like the first like notable game that they have published um which i think is kind of interesting but um did you play the first oxen free i did and i didn't really like it
1: i did i thought it was like one of those like stories that they were trying to build to an interesting mystery and it just never went anywhere mm-hmm. like by the time you get to the resolution of the story it was just kind of like
0: eh. yeah i was i didn't even finish it to be entirely honest with you which is wild because it's like not that long yeah um to my understanding um but it sounds like this is a game that if you like the first one you will like this um which i i know people like Look at that as like a very reductive statement, but like I think it's just like applies here. You know, yeah, like if you yeah. like that the vibes and the the general feeling of that first one, it's this is going to be a little bit more of that. Um, I don't know. I, I probably won't touch this, although the fact that I can play it on iOS with a Netflix subscription like that does actually kind of sound enticing to me. But
1: yeah, but I mean, if I wasn't grabbed by the first story, I doubt this is going to be one that grabs me. <laughs> yeah, back, I guess that's that's know. it
0: too, huh? Um, there's just I don't know how. <laughs> Like I don't know what they would have to do to to make me really be into it, but for it to score like a ninety would would be like yeah yeah you know, this that's is actually probably a good point. That's because I was looking the
1: first the first meta, the game Metacritic is um like a seventy eight same similar seventy eight to eighty one yeah, depending okay. on what you're doing. So
0: also I lied earlier about uh, Remnant; it scored about the same on <laughs> the first one as oh, okay, the second well, one did. Yeah. Um more of more of good. Um, moving right along, uh, Exoprimal. <laughs> This is that Capcom game. This is the zo- not zombie uh dinosaur shooter game that they showed off when last year at, at the Game Pass uh, at the Xbox um showcase and it is on Game Pass. Um here are some scores. On the Xbox Series X it scored a 73, on the PlayStation 5 a 67 and on PC also a 67. It is also on PS4 and Xbox 1, although those are both unscored. Um and like I said, you can play this for free with Game Pass. Um, so I gave this a whirl and I would say that these scores are pretty accurate. This is a pretty shallow game, uh, in my opinion, but, um, it's, it's dumb, but it's fun. <laughs> like, like it's, it's severely stupid, but in a way that I think is, is pretty enjoyable. Um, but, uh, what, what, what do these scores
1: tell you? Uh, I, I'm surprised you said it was fun.
0: I mean, it's it's just like does the idea of shooting seven million velociraptors with in a mech suit like does that excite you? It does for me. Uh, <laughs> so like,
1: it's <laughs> right, so fun. You, you know what you, I mean? You've played this game. Let me let me ask a couple yeah. prodding questions for the game.
0: About four to five hours, by the way.
1: OK, so that's everything you could ever play, right? You're done. Game over. Uh, basically yeah. basically um all right tell me about what makes this game not better
0: uh like like why isn't it why isn't it better yeah um so it it's onboarding process is a little rough so to my understanding the more you play it the more game modes you unlock okay and the more like things that can happen in the game um Basically, when you start, you just have like you just have one game mode available to you. And basically it is just um, kill dinosaurs faster than the other team. It's like it's like a team based hero shooter, essentially kill dinosaurs faster than the other team and complete objectives faster than them. And if you win in the race, you win the match. As you go, however, as you play more you will be introduced to newer objectives in newer interesting things. So instead of like kill 120 Velociraptors, it'll be like, Hey, you need to just like hold out and kill 900 of these fucking guys, which is awesome. You know what I mean? But, but the fact that like that sort of stuff is not immediately given to you. Um, and, and is like unlocked as you continue to play. And it's like not clear that that you're building to that sort of stuff. It, uh, it, it made me feel like at, when I played it for, you know, four or five hours, I kind of went like, OK, I've seen all I need to see here. It's fun. But like, I don't know if I'm ever going to really think about this again, you know. Um, but if they had said like, oh, you know, keep playing and you will um, you are will unlock this. Or if they just had it unlocked at the beginning, like I would have more to like kind of sink my teeth into, you know what I mean? And, and do whatever. Um, but it is fun.
1: I do like it. Um, class system. You said it's kind of like a hero shooter. What are the different classes? Like how many are there available? And do you have to unlock any?
0: So, uh, there are three different types. There are like assault classes. There's healers, like support characters. And then like tanks. um, it, this game is very overwatch in a yeah, way that I, I like, but I would say is handling things better than Overwatch is right now. Hey, Oh, um, I think like it's story. Like I've skipped most of its story stuff. Cause I just don't care. It, it's this type of story that like, it felt like they gave someone a year to work on. And that person like was so excited for it, but it just is too much. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like you are like hopping dimensions. You got sent back in time, like all this sort of stuff. And it's like too much, too much. I just want to shoot dinosaurs, you know? Um, but y- you get more story snippets as you play in between matches. So, like, I think o- like Overwatch has a story, but like I don't fucking know anything about it because I didn't read a comic book that they published six years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Whereas, like, if they just like you know had like a little two minute cutscene in between playing matches, like eh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but so there's like three classes, and then there are multiple characters within each class. I think there's two or three free characters in each class and then uh, this is just with like playing it on game pass i don't know maybe they're unlocked fully if you bought it um there's an additional character for each class that you don't have access to um which i mean i I do think is kind of a bummer because it's like fun to be able to play the full game you know but like for me for someone who's playing like a live service game like this for free on game pass like i can't necessarily fault them for that like i do understand it and also there is like enough there to play for free and never want to spend money. I don't know. Like, like I guess that was just my instinct with it. Um, but I was not like offended by the like microtransaction stuff. But I know that some people in their reviews have sort of pointed out that it's kind of miserable like that. I mean,
1: taking taking any microtransaction thing out of it, like should you or should you not have them, to me, you have a game that's not scoring well, that has a, an economy of microtransactions that you need to play for not just cosmetics, but for characters, yeah. that doesn't sound like a winning combination for a game that is going to have legs for years down the road. Like, this is one of those that a year later I wouldn't be surprised if they either make everything free and cut support for it, or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It just seems like again. I think certain games like Apex, that that's one of the games that you have to buy characters for. Yeah, um, yeah. But that game's not going anywhere. <laughs> you
0: no, know but what I mean? it's forever. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but this one, though, I think I would be wary of putting money into this economy just because of that. But I actually, you know, I'm pretty like this gameplay for it that I'm kind of like looking at from good old IGN over here looks actually pretty interesting. Give it a um,
0: shot, man. It's it's yeah. on Game Pass, and the thing too is too that uh, that makes it like so like the comparison to Overwatch really really simple is like each character has like two or three things they can do, and that's it. Yeah, and yeah. and that is like so. It, it just makes trying th- new things like really simple and really easy. You know what I mean? Um, there's a really great um, little blurb from uh, a review on Game Skinny by Samuel uh, Samuel uh, Moreno, which just says. Occasionally, occasionally, T-rexcellent, and uh, I think I think I think the blurb here uh, is actually really solid. So let me read this to you. It's it's a little long, but I think it's worth it. I had so much. Uh, GameScanny, skinny uh, Samuel uh, Samuel Moreno gave it a seventy. And it says this, I had so much fun with Exo Primal and I'm looking forward to playing more. That being said, it feels a lot like recommending a show to to someone where it doesn't pick up until about 10 episodes in. I believe it's worth worth pushing onward until the game opens up more, especially if you're playing with friends, but I also wouldn't blame anyone for not wanting to deal with it. There's a lot of content planned for Exo Primal, including a new mode, new exosuits for the first season. That uh, should make a full price tag a lot easier to swallow if you're interested in buying it. Although my recommendation is to play it through Game Pass, If you can, it might stumble a little bit and naturally, uh, carry the uncertainty of a live service title, but I wouldn't count this as a mark against Capcom's recent uh, record. If they manage to support it right with quality contents, life will find a way. So like, I think that's like, first of all, (laughs) (laughs) well-written, like shout out, like that's pretty well-written, but, um, I I think that, like, is a really, really solid, like, comparison of, like, this is kind of like a TV show that doesn't get good until later, and, like, I'm not going to fault anyone for saying, like, I don't want to deal with that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And, I mean, uh, if a big enough company behind it that hopefully they can keep supporting it, you know? Yeah. It's not like this is a like a smaller indie dev doing. I this. I still have
0: it downloaded. Like it's like a, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like what was that game Redfall where I was like fuck you. <laughs> you I'm know still, what I mean? I, like, I still
1: play Redfall every night before I go to bed.
0: I bet, I bet, and yeah. I bet. I wonder is that game fixed? Do you think like no. bug like, I don't. No, like, right?
1: I think even Phil Spencer was like, we can't fix this game. This isn't a patch sitch. This is just no, put it out no. and deal with the consequences.
0: Are they gonna do more content for it? You think?
1: I would just I pretend think it never happened. It. Yeah, no. I would do that. I would yeah, try never and happen. just move on. Yeah, this is oh. not a No Man's Sky. Um, this is a, a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's actually super fair. Like, the over-under on, like, is this worth saving? My answer was just like, no.
1: No, no. Cut our um,
0: losses. Last game in the Metacritic Roundup. Pikmin 4, exclusively on a Switch, scored 88. Uh, uh, Justin, I've not played Pikmin 4. Hmm? I know that you have, mm-hmm. and you said something very surprising to me, given mm. how you've talked about Pikmin 4 um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, previously. Mm-hmm. You said this to me as I was, wa- I was was—I—I I, I saw you IRL yesterday for just yeah. a brief brief little spat, and you said as I was walking away, you were like, oh, I think you should probably play Pikmin 4. <laughs> I do. So, comes with a recommendation from good old Jay Matko. What? Tell me about Pikmin 4.
1: Alright, so I've I've wanted this game to fail for very selfish reasons, mostly because of Fantasy Critic. Sure. Uh, like, I had I had counterpicked it, and I was like, fuck, this game is coming out. Like, I was playing the game like this game is never going to come out when I counterpicked it, and then it came out, and I was like, well, this game at best is going to be a 70, right? Yeah. And then, of course, it's a fucking, like, 88, uh, and, it, like, that's a 36-point swing that I'm going to have to just eat and sit here. So... You know, I don't like to to bring negativity into the world. And you know what? If this game is going to fuck me as hard as it did, I might as well open it up. There's, I might as well just buy it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I bought yeah. it. I bought this out of, game. Out of sheer respect just out of respect for it. I'm like, I, if I'm going to hate this game, I got to have some data other than Mm -hmm. just me not playing it. And I've never played Pikmin one, two or three before. Um, I own Pikmin one on the GameCube. It was a game that, uh, it was, I have most of the like basic GameCube games that came out like these exclusives, but I never played it because I was so stressed about the time limit on it. Like in the game, uh, the Pikmin one, you basically have 30 days to find 30 parts. And, you can obviously get more parts in that time, and I think there's uh you can beat the game only getting twenty five parts, but there's like a secret ending if you get thirty parts. So it's like a challenge, but a challenge you can overcome pretty easily. Like Pikmin's not known for being difficult, other sure. than the time restraint. The time restraint, I think, is there to add difficulty to it to n- make you not relaxed. Um, Pikmin two, I think, got rid of most of the the specific time things. You had two characters that you could go back and forth between. Pikmin 3 kind of brought it back. You had to, like, uh, get enough fruit juice in order to make smoothies or some shit like that. It's a Nintendo. Um, yeah. But it wasn't as, like, bad as the first game was. Um, and then Pikmin 4 is just like, you know what? Screw it. No time limit. We're still going to count your days. You're still going to have a day-night cycle that you can't be out at night. But we're going to make this game so uh, it's going to be, like, more of a cozy, relaxing game. And I'm like, okay. I'll buy that, and I'm going to buy this anyway. So, uh, I was in Paris when I decided to purchase this, or when it came out. Um, And for whatever reason, my switch didn't connect to the the five star hotel. It's Wi Fi. It kept bringing me. It speaks
0: French, and yours speaks English.
1: Well, it kept taking me to the language selection screen, and then I kept pressing English, and it was just like, no, I'm like, fine, I'll do this. I've been been in France long enough to at least get through this clicking menu, and they wouldn't let me do that. So um, I actually had to borrow Claire's hotspot, connect my Switch to the hotspot, and I downloaded it in like eight hours on her hotspot. So hopefully that bill doesn't come back to bite us in the butt. but uh but i we do have unlimited data we bought a plan for it and so hopefully we find whatever i downloaded it yeah. and then i played it on the plane and peter i played this game almost the entire plane ride like okay. i could not put this game down okay and uh i stopped to watch john wick four at the end of it when they're in france um and then i stopped because they brought meal service out to like eat like they serve you what good food on international planes
0: uh, how'd you fly through uh,
1: who? American, okay. I mean, like, yeah. I'm sure. I, they gave, They gave you a spread. They gave you a hot thing. They gave you bread, butter, cheese, crackers, desserts. They came around with ice cream. They're like, you want some ice cream? I'm like, what the f-? like? Yes, I would like uh, ice cream. They gave us a breakfast. Up. They gave us a breakfast burrito. They gave us a, a lunch wrap. Like they were just they were throwing food at us, Peter. Dang. So I played Pikmin for most of it. And Something I got to say, it. I would have never expected me to like this game as much as I do. Yeah. So if you don't know what Pikmin is, dear listener, you are an alien thing that gets crash mm. land, that crash lands on Earth. And you're so small that everything is massive. Like you pass a, a, an orange. It is like 10 times your size. Is it and, on Earth?
0: Sorry. Yeah,
1: I guess. Okay. Like, they have, like, literally, like, the items you can pick up. Like, they have, like, treasures that you collect, which is, like, a Nintendo DS.
0: I remember seeing, the like, the Game Boy Advance or something like that. Yeah, um, and, and they, they call it, like, an advanced system. You
1: know, like, yeah, they, they name them, like, silly, stupid things, like, people who don't know what they are. Um, unless there's a, a turn at the end of the game and you suddenly meet a human that you have to, like, throw all your Pikmin at and kill. Maybe yeah. that's where it goes, but it's it's not. It seems like a kind of, like, humans are gone and you're just in the world, whatever. Yeah. Like, you're literally one of the levels, one of the starting levels you're in for a, a brief period of time is like a house. Like, you're going under the kitchen table, you're like going through the living room, under a couch, finding stuff, the potted plants. Um, so, you're basically an alien, and you control these little plant creatures called Pikmin. And you can hold a ton of Pikmin at a time, and there's different types of Pikmin, from the fire-resistant red ones, to the swimming blue ones, to the electric yellow ones, to the strong purple ones... To the hard to move rock ones, to the freezing ice ones, to the flying ones. Like there's so a there's ton a of variety. Yeah. A lot okay. of variety. Um, and you basically are exploring this world in order to find collectibles, find parts of your ship, find crewmates. And not only are you exploring the world, they also have these caves that you jump in that you explore these caves that have different levels to them. And these are straight up like puzzle rooms almost like you would see in like a Mario game when you are given a limited number of Pikmin and you have to like go through all these different floors of these puzzles, fighting bosses, fighting enemies, uh, doing puzzles, making sure you have the right amount of each Pikmin in there. Um, And all this while you're also collecting more treasures and more resources and things like that. And then they have these two other game modes sort of that one is called a Dandori Battle. And Dandori is the – the they call it in the game the art of, like, organizing and using your time effectively, which is, like, what half of this game is. Sure. And it's basically you and another person, a computer or real-life person, that you basically have to collect more shit than they do in a time limit. And you start okay. with no Pikmin, and you have to, like, grow Pikmin. Then you have to use those Pikmin to either fight enemies, collect items, make more Pikmin – interrupt your other person and then you're running around like getting power-ups that like you know might make the it's like mario kart power-ups make their screen inky maybe get a free pikmin maybe get this like rare power-up thing so it's like a head-to-head battle that i think would be pretty challenging at times that you're trying to like maximize you're running around all these places um and then they have these tower defense areas that take place exclusively at night so yes for the first time in a pikmin game you get to play at night but most Pikmin are scared of the night except for these glow Pikmin that you get. And basically, you have these bases that you have to protect and you take these Pikmin that you can either use to sacrifice to attack someone, gather material, um, or kind of like just defend a little area. And all these like rabid monsters are like attacking your bases and coming towards your bases. And as those progress, you have to like break up multiple bases. You have enemies coming from multiple places and you're trying to like get enough of the glow Pikmin and then thinking, am I going to attack? Am I going to distract? Am I going to gather more stuff? And there's all these little choices you have to make. And I never really got what people were talking about. Like, this is like sort of an RTS game until I kind of played this game because the whole idea is you're given your units of Pikmin right now. I have the the maximum capability of holding 40 at a time and you have to decide, all right, what, three Pikmin types do I want out at this time? Because they only let you take three out at a time. Okay. So great. You pick the three that you want. I want the electric, I want the water and I want the rock ones. There's a lot of those things here. How many of each do you want? Well, I want 15 of the electric. I want 15 of the rock ones and maybe only 10 of this type. And then you basically have to go around the world and try to like decide like, all right, five Pikmin here to do this. One Pikmin here to do this. I'm going to run back and do this. Oh, wait, I have a bunch of Pikmin who are back at my base who have done with their task I go go get them. So you're kind of running around and doing all this stuff and trying to maximize this stuff. But I think why this works for me is that there's no time limit. You have a day that you have to get this stuff in. So I'm just trying to like make sure that I use my day effectively, but Mm -hmm. I don't feel like there is any kind of penalty for me experimenting. And In the process of doing this, you're getting better at organizing your Pikmin, you're getting better at the controls, which allows you to go into these Dandori battles and be more efficient at that and to be better whether you're playing a human or a computer. And then the tower defense is a nice kind of breakup to everything that you're doing. So there's literally so much that you're doing, so much to be collecting, so much strategy in like a very casual way. There's a lot of strategy, but it's like very easy to try stuff. Um, This game also did something that I don't think happened before that you can basically rewind. You can rewind to your last save, rewind five minutes, rewind a minute, rewind to a certain moment that you did in the day. So if you, like, fight a boss, like, there's this one... One of the first bosses you fight is this giant slug thing that basically, like, rolls around. And if your Pikmin are out on the ground and it rolls around, it just kills them. So I had, like, 30 Pikmin in one roll just die. And I was like... Well, that sucks,
0: oh, but so you're, but you're able to just rewind it before, Yeah, rewind before to the beginning and, of that thing. Okay, so okay. not even way
1: before that, like literally 30 seconds before I fought this boss and they, they all died. You Just rewind back to that point. All your Pikmin are back and you can try it again. So there's a lot of cool experimentation. And from what I'm hearing, the more you play the game, the more of these kind of modes that get unlocked that make it more challenging as it's going on. And I think one of my complaints that I keep hearing about this game is that it's too easy. No, <laughs> it's not. It, like, I think maybe if you're just trying to, like, do every little thing perfectly, I think there, it, maybe it, it's straightforward. It's, like, not super difficult. But, yeah. like, learning how to organize these things and, like, trying to go through and not kill your Pikmin, you can make it harder that way. Um, these Dandori battles, trying to get the high score to those, it can be difficult to do that. Like, I think, like, a lot of... This, there's so much there's so much going on in this game. So many different ways of playing that each time you start a day, you can go in a million different directions and not feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. And that being said, the exploration of these worlds is just interesting enough as it is finding how to use your Pikmin to get around these worlds is interesting enough. Um, the, I just think there's so much going on and it's so interesting and maybe cause this is my first Pikmin game and I don't have necessarily other things to yeah, kind of compare yeah, it I mean. to, But I think this is such a good way to get people on board, and I think it's an easy enough story to follow. I think they do a great job of slowly giving you more without it being overwhelming that maybe if you've never played before, you won't like. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've played before, you don't like that kind of slow thing. But I think I've just really been constantly pushed forward in a way that has been interesting. I've played it about 10 hours at this point, and I feel like I could play it a lot more times before I would get bored even if I would just keep doing the same things I'm doing now. And I know it gets yeah. different from where it is. So I, I, mean, I gotta say, I highly recommend this game. I think it's a lot, a lot of fun, um, different than what I'm used to. And as much as I said, it could be like an RTS. It's like a, it's kind like action game. Kind of, if you think of your Pikmin as ammo, like that's a different way about doing it. You're just trying to like yeah. go around the world and be as efficient and quick as possible. So,
0: are you I'd surprised recommend. that you like it so much? Yeah,
1: Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I
0: was surprised to hear that from you. I imagined that you'd play it and think it was fine, but yeah, I this, played like that. I bought this out of spite.
1: You know, like, I a spite might be a wrong word, but, like, I'm like, this game is reviewing better than most Pikmin games do. People are saying it's, like, a good starting point for the series. Let me just try it. Like, I've never tried a single Pikmin before. Maybe this will be the one to do it. And I think so. Um, And I I don't feel like I've missed out on anything because I haven't played the other ones. I feel like this is a great starting point. Um, And ochi your little dog which i haven't talked about i think is also kind of a game changer because in addition to controlling your pikmin you can control your little dog and you can send your dog to fight you can send your dog out to collect things you can send your dog out to be your little car to get you around faster and when you get on ochi all your pikmin also get on him so it makes it a much more contained so they're not like all over the place getting like all over like it makes combat more fun um it it makes exploration more fun um And you also have all these cool upgrades that you can do, that you can make OG stronger. He can carry more stuff. He can walk faster. He can be resistant to fire. He can be stronger against enemies. Like, there's all these little things that you have to do that... Yeah, is it the most, like, is it difficult? No, but, like... I think there's challenge in here and you can make as much challenge as you want. If you want to beat this game in a, in like 10 days, maybe you can do that. Maybe do that to yourself and if you want to beat this game in 10 days, play it so you can like make that kind of like, like strategy. Organize yeah. yourself in a way that... that Uh, You try to be as efficient as possible. I'm sure there are ways that you can make this game more difficult for yourself. Um, That being said, there's some times when I'm like, literally like, this is hard. I'm avoiding these enemies. I don't have the right Pikmin. I don't want to lose them. And I still feel like, you know, I am a baby ass gamer, but um, I don't know. It's great. It's fun.
0: It's what I expected, but also more than I expected. Sure. So um, if I may take things away from Pikmin, there is one more metacritic roundup game i lied it is called hello kitty island adventure (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right let's pull that up (laughs) okay that uh that is uh, exclusively on ios exclusively through apple arcade which if you're not aware is like uh apple's version of game pass um it's kind of cool you can get it for like two bucks a month or something like that i think for when you start um and i've played this i actually have been playing this for like a week and a half um on my iphone it scored a 79 on ios hello kitty island adventure um, this, you're a, you're a South Park fan, right? Yeah. Does that name, um, sound familiar to, to you at all?
1: No. Is this, okay. this is based off of South
0: Park. So, um, in 2006, there is a South Park episode. I know nothing about South Park. So I'm reading directly from, um, the Kotaku review of it. Um, it, 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 a South Park episode where Butters says he's not on his PC playing World of Warcraft. He's playing Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Um, that was a game that didn't exist. And then now <laughs> look Island adventure is a video game that exists. So it's title is just a reference to that, which is funny. Um, and, uh, did you, do you know anything about this game? No. So basically <laughs> I, I saw the trailer on Twitter and I showed it to my girlfriend and she was like, I, I need this. And I was like, all right, well, you know, whenever it comes out, yeah, I figured it'd be for the switch. I didn't realize it was for Apple arcade only. Um, Later that day, I got reached out to by from their PR and they basically said, like, are you interested in the code for this? And I was like, yeah. "Are you? are you listening to my correspondences <laughs> yeah, I was with like, my I girlfriend? Was like, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I've been playing it and it's cute. It's sweet. Basically, it's like Hello Kitty and all our friends. Uh, you, you, you make a character like a custom Hello Kitty character. Hello Kitty and all her friends uh, crash land on this island that you were traveling to. Um, and you basically have to help them like get all their stuff set up again and, and reunite everyone. Um, there's like, it's like animal crossing meets harvest moon meets. Um, I guess that's it. I go like, (laughs) like you run around as your little, as your little character and you like, um, you give gifts to people and you complete quests for them and you like design their houses and, um, you explore the island and, like, explore to find, like, all of the people who crash-landed there and all that sort of stuff. It's cute. It's very fun. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. It's it's enjoyable. <laughs> can, you, can you just buy it, or do you have to have... I, that I do not know. Um, yeah, let me look. Let me look, let me look, let me look. Uh, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, um is only available on the App Store. Oh wait. It says Apple Arcade above it, so I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean I have Apple Arcade so I can just see that like, I can just purchase it, but yeah. I can't purchase it, but I can download it. Download it, right. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. good. It's it's really cute. Um I have enjoyed my time with it. I think it's great for kids. It's all touch-based controls which are I don't like, but then I was like, "Wait a second. This game's not going to have Backbone support well it, it does great. it says controller support and it does it oh. absolutely does and it makes it way 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 better yeah um, just because uh, It means I don't have to do the touchscreen controls, which I don't really like um, And also what's cool about it uh, is I was using the PlayStation backbone and it updated to have PlayStation buttons Oh wow! Like, the, like the on first, screen and everything like that. The first
1: time it was worth getting the PlayStation back. Bubble.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but it's really sweet. It, like, like I like I know it's kind of like not a joke because it's just so sincere and trite. But like, um, maybe try it's the wrong word. I don't know. Um, it like it's a solid game. <laughs> it's a solid game, and if you're a, a fan of Hello Kitty or other Sanrio characters, like this is basically just Animal Crossing with them. Um, and if if you have a child who likes Hello Kitty like and likes video games like this is so a thousand percent up their alley. And as someone who likes Butters, I think
1: this game is is if you like Butters, Butters, you like this game. oh from South from Park, from South Park, who is that? He's Sound just like Park. the innocent one.
0: Oh. He's
1: he's like the the one
0: is the first uh, the- image of him is a photograph with his pants down and his full penis on display. So, huh. um, uh. interesting you say that. Yeah. Um, um yep yep it does say wieners out <laughs> it says wieners yeah, out yeah um and that is i believe from the official south park shop so yeah, yeah thank you south park for having me see that no but um hello kitty island adventure if you got apple arcade <laughs> it's cute i don't know like if you like animal crossing and are looking for something innocent and adorable um i can only recommend this <laughs> nothing else <laughs> nothing else absolutely nothing else justin I, uh, this is gonna be a little bit of a long episode i hope that you are is sitting in the, your most comfy chair here um it's the chair you've always sat in so i'm assuming it's relatively comfy right I, I, but i've sat in sat in it so
1: much that it's slowly losing its comfort you know what i, I
0: mean? absolutely know what you mean yeah um
1: but uh justin i want to hear your thoughts on final fantasy
0: 16 i know you've been playing it Ooh.
1: Okay, so Final Fantasy 16 was what I kept hanging over my head being like, when I get back from the honeymoon, I'm going to play this game. I'm excited to play it. I'm really interested yep. in it and all the story and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Um and I okay, you tell me how far I am in this game. I just I don't want to Okay, this, so
0: I guess like general spoilers for the the first several hours of Final Fantasy 16, I guess.
1: Yeah. I looked at myself and I'm like I need to do something to help other people to apologize for what i
0: you can, i just what are you what are you saying my friend
1: okay okay i just i just beat myself
0: oh you have accepted the truth
1: yeah i've accepted there you, you go pressed, pro, uh, uh, press are, x yeah plus yes yes <laughs> um so i've accepted the truth is what i've just done how far am i in the game do you how many icons
0: do you have just two technically
1: okay. three now but two
0: but really only it only meant two that you can like equip yeah. um like, maybe the first fifth of it? <sighs> okay, it. Okay, there we
1: go. That's, that's where we'll go with this. Um, so I probably played it for, like, 10 hours, I think. It's hard to tell because I've just, like...
0: My PlayStation ca- like clock, you know how, like, when you go over the app, it'll have, like, an hour count in the bottom right corner? Mine, I beat it at 40.
1: Okay, so...
0: And I did uh, every side quest. I did every... 100%, man. Did you get yep. that plat? Did you get that no, plat? you have to play through it twice to get the plat. Oh, okay. No, so, thank you. Now
1: i have been engrossed with this story from the beginning yes um and it was there's a certain part in it and i texted you about it that was a little bit of a spoiler because i'm like if this is if what i think is happening is happening it's interesting if it's not they just are bad at editing thank god what i thought was happening was happening
0: so let's let's talk a little bit more explicitly here. Uh we are going to be talking about Final Fantasy 15 its story up until the moment where you click LNR to accept the truth. <laughs> um which is like the first fifth of the game. So if you are uninterested in those sorts of spoilers, uh there will be a time code in this episode description as to where to jump. Um so they just we don't we don't have to talk like in, in Around, like, secret hushes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I imagine, like, for people who've played it, they will be more interested in hearing this as well. Yeah. Um, so explain to me what you mean about what you thought might be more interesting and, and whatever else. So there's this big, the, the moment that happens at Phoenix
1: Gate when yes. uh, the people start attacking your uh, brother and your father, and basically um, your brother starts to hulk out and gets so mad, his dad just gets murdered in front of him. And he hulks out, And by the way, he hulks out because he's like, I have to do what my brother wanted me to do. What Clive wanted me to do. So that's kind of why he hulks out. He felt so weak. And now he's like, I'm going to like, I'm going to take over and I'm going to protect my dad. Like Clive told me I should hulks out into the, the Phoenix. And then he starts like going crazy. And then all of a sudden, uh, you cut back to Clive who sees the phoenix appear beforehand and then he starts to get a headache like Harry Potter and his arm <laughs> starts hurting um, like, uh, who else hurts? Uh, their arm hurts. Uh, I don't know, Harry Potter. And, um,
0: <laughs> and all he of gets a sudden... cut on his arm, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. And you start looking over and you see this hooded guy like w- mouth something and then you kind of like pass out. And then all of a sudden you cut you're the phoenix and you fight this other fire thing that has just like appeared. And the way the game makes it look is it kind of makes it look like you're Clive watching, you see this hooded figure watch something, and all of a sudden you see this human, like, man form go up in flames, and then all of a sudden this other icon forms. So it kind of seemed like they were trying to make you think that the hooded creature was the icon, but the way, and specifically after you, you do this kind of thing, you cut into this, like, hazy moment where you see the second fire icon beating the Phoenix to death and you're Clive and you hear Clyde's voice and you see this like fuzzy like image of that happening being like, no, don't do it. No. And he's like going like crazy or whatever. Um, and then you kind of like see the Phoenix die. Then you cut back to like the queen coming down and then you see your body that somehow you survived after this big explosion. And then, you wake up and Clive is basically like, I'm gonna find that second fire icon who killed my brother. And I'm like, but you are the fire
0: icon who and killed it's your like, brother. <laughs> clear it's, like, it's you. Now we, like we know that it's you for sure. We know that it's you. Now I I'm okay with that.
1: Like, I'm okay with that. Like they do make it like a big reveal, but like the way the whole scene was cut in the cutscene, I was like, if you're saying that there was another fire icon, you've edited this so poorly because it's so clearly showing me that it was you.
0: I think that's the thing is, is the problem for me is it's like the premise. Like, like I think there's a way to do it where, okay, he, he doesn't know, but we, the audience know, but the game treats it like, but who is it? Who could it be? And then like you, when you, by the time you click Eleanor to accept the truth, you have already played as Efe. Right. Cause you, you said that this is after you've already fought Garuda, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you've already transformed into Ifrit. Like I, I don't I don't understand what they were like what the mystery they were trying to go for was cuz like you're saying like it was instantly clear like oh he's the icon of fire.
1: I think I don't think it's so much of a mystery. I think part of it has to do with Clive like getting over the PTSD of what happened. And sure. like, even still, he's going on, I gotta find this hooded man. This hooded yeah. man is the is the other icon. And even though he's like, I'm either gonna kill myself or I'm gonna kill this hooded man, uh, that's still kind of what his mindset is. But then he realizes that when he saw a lot of this stuff, he was still putting these mental barriers in it to be like trying to not admit it. And it was still so, hard yeah. for him to admit it. And when he accepts the truth, like it's not that he's going to kill himself anymore. Like he's accepting that I did this. I have mm-hmm. to come back from this. I have to like find out why. So him accepting the truth is not so much that I have to kill me or this other thing. It's that I did this. Now what?
0: Yeah. And, Which I think, I think is cool. And I like yeah, the way yeah. he, his relationship with Sid and how Sid kind of like, is like, uh, like you can go down that path, man, if you want, but like, what, what are you going to do? And I think Sid you know, knows
1: from the beginning that Clive 100%. is this icon. Yeah. And I also think that when Sid talks about, like, I saw that guy at the hood, too. He's like, <laughs> like yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> for, for I, sure. I saw it, too. Follow it. And I think Sid obviously knows more than than he's giving off at this point of the game, like I would assume. Um, I don't
0: remember where he starts talking about certain things and whatever. Yeah, but.
1: yeah. Well, I mean, I would just assume he's going to come back because I, I just came to the part where you see the the big guy being like, "I'm going to kill you, Sid." <laughs>
0: the Titan uh, guy, uh, Titan. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Hugo. Hugo. Yeah.
1: Um, um, so, um, like, I think all that stuff. Like, I think it's still very interesting with how they're they're going about it. Um, I think the idea that you have. Um, Clive and Jill walking through their former kingdom, and you see all the people like genuinely like taken aback by that, and like you look just like your dad and both of you are walking in here and they have like this hope that they're seeing with it. I think they do such a good job of building this world out in interesting ways um <laughs> can't wait to- <laughs> yeah, like, like
0: yeah here's here's what here's my problem yes, you are right and then they don't like they do for the I think the first half of the game is really good and I think the story is really engaging and everything and then something happens uh you will know exactly what I'm talking about like there's a big change and then I think the story just sucks for the second 20 hours of it where it's like like, like there are some nuggets that I like but basically anytime they get into any of the capital cities is when it starts to get interesting but like even then, it's just I guess it's more interesting because it's like, oh, something is actually happening, you know, it, and, and like the first half of the game, I think, is really interesting. And it does have more of that character focus. And then I think it really loses it. And like big things start happening in the second half of the game. But the, the characters don't change. Like I, I want to do like a spoiler cast with you once you finish it, like to so I can speak more specifically. But like. I I think the first half is really really good and really compelling and interesting and then just doesn't go anywhere with that and like jill as a character just like stops like I I get why people have are frustrated with her as a character because she goes from being like someone who has like opinions and like all this sort of stuff to just like being there and that's it you know like ah, it's frustrating because you are right it is so interesting and exciting and then it just doesn't go anywhere but um I
1: I am interested to see like I think I've kind of talked about the combat with you a little bit. Yeah. Um this is this has more to do with the story rather than the combat itself, but I keep saying I wish this was just something I could watch. Sure. Um and like instead of having to play it, like I would much rather watch it. And the combat is fine. Like there's nothing like wrong with it. It's, all it's, right. yeah, it's, it's pretty just pretty good. It's just fine. Like yeah. I'm not and I was trying to think like why did I like Final Fantasy VII remake so much? And combat kind of reminds me of, of of each other a little bit, but I think it was more. There's more strategy involved in planning in Final Fantasy VII remake than I feel there is with Final Fantasy sixteen. Sixteen is yeah. much more about executing button prompts, while seven is button prompts, but also like thinking about how you're setting up your attacks to get the most powerful things possible.
0: Especially with, you're managing the full party in Final yeah. Fantasy 7. And like, uh, when you fight with like Jill, like she's doing like cool attacks and stuff. And I'm like, I w- wish I could have timed that agency. so that it could have, yeah, so that it could have, you know, like worked with me as, as I staggered this enemy or, or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think my problem becomes the, and I think this is only going to get worse, how you have to beat each enemy is almost the same. You
0: Oh, w- it is not almost the same you just hit them with your sword until they die. Right. Well, and that is I, it.
1: What I mean is you hit them until their stagger goes down. Once their stagger goes down half, you hit them with a big combo. Then once their stagger goes all the way down, you hit them with all your big, powerful things and yep. then rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And maybe there is some sort of elemental difference advantage that happens. There's not. Okay, great. Cause nope. I haven't noticed that. So I just kind of like switch back between powers based on, um, very few things but like, which is available now and I just go through yeah. them as soon as they pop. Um, and I think the combat is a little bit better once you are having, you're flirting with two icon abilities at the same time, Mm because it just gives you a little bit more layers and stuff. Um, but like, you know, I just had a big fight with, uh, uh, an icon and it was just kind of like the same as a fight with a little person that I just fought, except he was bigger. Yeah. So I think the combat itself i think as the game keeps going on i'm just going to keep thinking i just wish this was something i could watch but i'm scared that you say the story gets a little bit trite um with how it just kind of like Good develops, and I think a part that I really didn't like, I thought the game had been really paced well with the story. Obviously, a lot of cutscenes, um, but I didn't care because I'd rather watch cutscenes than anything else. You get to this place in Eastwood, Eastboro, whatever the fuck the name of the town is, and you have to like basically do all this like stupid like walk here to help a bridge get made, and like in Martha's Rest, yeah, Martha's Rest. It wasn't it wasn't like a side quest, but it felt so side questy.
0: I have very, very bad news for you.
1: And that's I'm sure that's where a lot of these
0: places go from here. Right. So what's going to happen is you're going to go to the different capital cities and those are going to be really interesting for like two hours, maybe that two hours. Right. And then after that, you've got about four hours of that of of just side quest bullshit that just you have to do. So, so what I did and like, I know that like some people are going to like gasp and say like, oh, you didn't, you didn't give it a fair shot. I gave it a fair shot. I, anytime it was not something that I found to be immediately interesting or, or about the characters that I really liked, skip, just skip through all that dialogue because there's nothing to it. It's fluff, right? Like, did you do this stuff in Rosaria yet with the, with the brothel? Mm -mm. Well, you will and it's long and you learn nothing. You, I mean like, like I guess you get like you learn about the character that is kind of a recurring character, the the woman who runs the brothel, but like there's not like, there's nothing to it, you know? And and like, it it doesn't add anything to the story. It doesn't add anything to the characters in my opinion. Like, um, and, and so for me to enjoy the game, I just had to skip through all of that stuff and just say like, I don't actually care if I'm missing anything because, like they're not going to move along the main story in these side quests like things. And like none of the main players are here. Like it's just me and some random lady and, or me and some random trader in the, the, like the desert town and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, you know how this
1: game could be better though. Uh, Jump, jump dash, man, jump, jump dash. You just put that in there. This game would be twice as good for me.
0: I'll be honest with you, man. Like, the, like I saw some people like doing some like air juggling combos and stuff like that. And like the game does set you up to be able to do that sort of stuff, but it doesn't like, I, I thought there would be more like abilities that would like launch enemies and stuff like that I- I- into the air that you just don't, you know? And,
1: and most of the enemies that you can launch are not hard enough to require you to do anything more than just And that's kill them. the other
0: thing too, right? Like, um, you want to know how you win every encounter at the very beginning, upgrade the, it's, it's the, every icon, like you only have two right now, or maybe you have three, yeah, you have a third, like, thing in the center of the icon abilities, but basically every icon has like four abilities, uh, if it excluded, um, where you have four abilities, and three of them, one of them is like your circle button, and then two of them are like additional like face buttons, and then the third one is their like ultimate ability, basically. And the ultimate ability for the Phoenix is, like, this big, like, AOE attack where, like, the Phoenix wings come out of you and you burn everything al- around you. If you upgrade that to its full potential, you don't need to master it because mastery doesn't actually in- increase damage and whatever. It just allows you to uh, assign the moves to different icons to basically build your arsenal better. Um, if you upgrade that, y- you will win every single fight at the very beginning because it's just an AOE health reduction attack that kills every basic enemy. Like, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I, my problem is, like, the more I played it, the less I liked it, which is a shame, because I really, really, really liked it at the beginning. But, like, I thought it way overstayed its welcome. And, like, all of the things I was really interested in with its story um, either go unresolved or their resolutions were just simply unsatisfying, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I
1: am enjoying it thoroughly. But I see pitfalls everywhere yep. I look, um, and I don't know. I I actually think I like how it's streamlined a little bit with the combat and stuff. It's kind True. of refreshing not thinking too much about like my build and like just oh this piece of armor is higher, I'm gonna buy it, and yep. then like not worrying about grinding to get my level up because. It doesn't fucking matter. And I think literally never matter. And they do a pretty good job of just leveling you up naturally as you're going through it, which is nice, uh, because I think sometimes like whenever I fall out of RPGs, it's because I don't feel like grinding. Like, I I just realized why I haven't gone back to Pokemon. I pulled it up uh, when I was uh, getting ready to leave. I have to level up my characters before I can go to the next thing. And I'm like, I don't feel like it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't feel like I have to do any kind of grinding with it. Um, and some of these boss battle things are fucking awesome.
0: The the moment, like the moments in that game yeah. are great. And the boss yeah. battles are great. I, I think the whole, um, Garuda fight where you fight Garuda, the big villain, like the big icon is awesome. Uh, and I think even the fight with Benedicta is great too. Like, yeah, those are, like, excellent, excellent moments. And, like, all of the big boss fights like that are great, are, like, really, really good. But yeah. uh, it's, like, like just a lot of time to get to those, A lot, you know? a lot of
1: bloat between it. It could yeah. have been a lot better if, I think, you just cut some of that stuff out. So,
0: hell, so will so keep playing it. We'll see. Hopefully, I'll be
1: able to finish it. There's so many other things out there, though, that, you know, we'll see how it respects my time.
0: Yeah, and I also know, though, that, like, I... Like, people love this game like you look at, just look at the scores like review scores and whatever and like people really do really really like it so like it is not it, you I don't know if you are going to share how I feel about it you know what I mean based uh, on based on how, you know whatever but if,
1: if I were to make an assumption I think I would like the story better than you do but I think the problems you have with the combat being the same and then the repetitive nature of some of the story things I think that's going to be the thing that kills me because I already see that stuff happening
0: yeah, and and the the problem is like it's just never going to get better. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, and also I'll say this like like I do like I think the story is good in some aspects in some places. Uh, I, I just think that like the big stuff that I was really excited to get to just like never comes, you yeah. know, or never gets like a good resolution. But yeah, is there like just, a fl- is yeah. there a flying ship in this game at all? Uh, no. Okay. Why? Oh, I'm just wondering to know where the
1: story is going.
0: Uh, you want a you want a good flying ship in a Final Fantasy game? Play Final Fantasy Ten, my friend. Oh, what about Seven? Is there one in Seven? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, so play Seven. Okay. Probably play. <laughs> I'm gonna say like nine, probably. probably most most like of them. Four. Probably yeah. A lot do you of them are airships. Do you get to control the airship in Ten? Uh, no, it's just you get to fast travel. <laughs> oh,
1: okay, that helps. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a really good uh, fight when you first get the airship. Um, a big dragon shows up and you you fight the dragon on the roof of it. Um, that is actually a very good moment. That seems pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, you want to talk about the news? Let's do it. Believe it or not, Justin, (laughs) there was a lot of personal news in my life. Getting new shoes, seeing Barbie and Oppenheimer. Well, the Mm -hmm. video game industry also had a lot of news. It's one of those, like you were gone. You know how like sometimes there's like two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, where there's nothing fucking nothing is happening. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, there was there was quite a bit. So, I mean, this is this episode is going to be a little bit longer than than our usuals, um, just because we've been you know catching up about so much. Um, but for the sake of like time and whatever, I, I think we'll, we'll kind of go through these stories chronologically. And I don't think we necessarily need to get like totally into them. I've, I've posted a lot of like Twitter links for our sources here. So maybe we just discuss headlines and whatever else um, and just just to keep it sort of moving along. What do you what do you think about that? Let's do that. Incredible. And uh, excuse me, uh not Twitter links. X links. X gonna give um, it to you. They X has given it to me, and X is giving it to me. And it just still sounds very pornographic. I know
1: I really <laughs> am trying to get on threads. I am trying, they are actively telling me I can't, so
0: <laughs> it's yeah. says
1: not permitted, everyone. It's
0: not permitted, unfortunately. Not you permitted. Gotta, so you gotta be a better poster, I think.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Is it just saying like you got to get more likes. You got to be a better influencer.
1: Yeah, it's like you're not influential enough to be on this site that no one is ever going to use enough to replace
0: X. Truly, no one will. I think like here's my take is do we need a replacement of of Twitter of X? I think maybe it just dies. Maybe we just go back to phone calling people.
1: How am I going to get news? A newspaper? Aren't those already dead? Maybe
0: we bring them back, get some new jobs. Ooh,
1: look at that.
0: You see, I'm thinking I'm here. Anyway, um, here's our first thing. Uh, and, and again, so like this is just like a news catch up. Have you, did you stay connected to video game news while you were gone? I imagine not so much, right? You had to, th- the har- to worry about like the hardest building thing. Pasta.
1: The hardest thing for me was that um, X Twitter or whatever. Like I checked yeah. that for news a lot. However, when we're seven hours in the future, like my 7 a.m. in the morning, is like your midnight so not a lot of news was happening in the morning hours when i usually check it so by the time people were awake it was like well we're in the heart of our day right now like i'm not like on my phone that much so i was not necessarily keeping up with everything but i've been trying to go back through my old podcast to like try to get caught up a little bit but you know how old games are old yeah old old podcasts are old old podcasts are old and i can't listen to them there's a lot of stuff here like so much about justin fields i'm just never gonna know because we're in the future
0: uh who is that
1: it's our quarterback
0: our quarterback who's our the The bears the bears okay okay yeah the bears yeah shows how plugged into that i am just in (laughs) a second with the game news uh first thing here is this again this is like Several two weeks old at this point, but uh, we're we're catching you up is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Just the biggest headlines and all that. EA has established um, Cliffhanger Games, which is a Seattle based studios to develop a Black Panther game. We heard rumors about this Black Panther game. Maybe it was even officially confirmed um, a few months ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, But now we know for sure it is Cliffhanger Games from Seattle that is working on this thing It is a single player experience um, that a third person experience uh this is separate from that other black panther game that we heard about where it's like set in world war ii with i, I think tachaka yeah, and captain like a, that's, america that's like a
1: team-up game this is just a solo black panther run right? Right. correct
0: correct uh so i don't think we have any details regarding like what this game actually is um other than it is a you know action <laughs> action adventure third person game so um
1: i don't know how do you how do you feel about this cool maybe um they say it's uh the cliffhanger team includes veterans who have worked with god of war halo infinite uh middle earth shadow of mordor and more so yeah. if you have a game that touches some of those things and puts them together i think that could be pretty interesting um you know god of war in terms of its combat story halo infinite in terms of its open-ish world gameplay uh middle of a shadow of mordor with some sort of like you know exploration kind of thing. Maybe, maybe that could all work out to a nice little game.
0: I mean, I, I hear all of those games and like, there are parts of of every single one of those games that I like that, that I think would be well suited for a black Panther game or, or whatever. Um, uh, I I think this is, seems like a good thing. I mean, those movies were well received. I, I don't know how well the second one was received compared to the first one. Like the first one's fucking like everywhere. Right. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see to see how that goes. but I mean, I imagine we can't expect expect to um, hear from this from like oh, it's probably years. just new. And like one of the things with it too, um,
1: with uh, when I heard Gardens of the Galaxy was coming out, my first impressions were,, eh. then I saw like yeah. the gameplay and the footage, and I was like, those aren't my characters. And then I played it, and I was like, I love this game. This is awesome. So we'll just wait and see. Maybe it'll something I play. maybe it won't. you know,
0: yeah, no, uh, a thousand percent. Um next here um is uh there there were um 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 excuse me this headline is old now uh, and there's been an update but um essentially uh we heard from Guerrilla Games regarding the future of the Horizon series and the headline that was going around was that Guerrilla Games had 16 plans like 16 additional like pieces of content coming for the Horizon series um that is uh untrue. Um basically this game's radar. Piece it's actually says 17. A, a f- <laughs> fucking give me more horizon. You know how much I love that series. Um it says a previous version of this article included a reference to a two-player experience when the quote was actually a multiplayer experience and has been updated to reflect the Echo quote. The same can be said about a previous reference to 16 plans in the works, which actually referred to the developer's 2016 timeline. So it was not that there were 16 things, although you can imagine that there are. A lot of of things coming in the future Because it seems like Sony's putting a lot of eggs In this Horizon basket with its TV show And obviously we're getting um, a sequel To the to it, we've had the VR game We've got uh, the multiplayer game that's, that's coming at some point as well That is yet to be announced um, Basically, uh, Guerrilla Games Says that there's going to be The direct quote from them is The Horizon series is going to be continuing For a very long while How does that make, make you feel? Great <laughs> um, I, this is like
1: one of those announcements that I think is like, yeah. Um, like they're gonna make another Horizon game, and they'll probably have other like properties and stuff surrounding it. I mean, I don't think this is a surprising thing. I think one of the things that is to note, um, that I still think Horizon the Call of the Mountain, yeah, it's a great game, but like it, it's not. Accessible to people because it's on PSVR and like yeah. it just just because you have the Horizon name, I don't think Horizon itself is enough to sell more games no. or more things. I think no. Horizon you know, Horizon Two is a good game. I think Horizon One is a good game, and I think the game is what sells that game, not the fact that it's named Horizon. Yeah. Um. So, yay, more Horizon! I'm excited. Um, also, that's a funny thing about the the. 16 plans like 2016 instead of like we have 16 individual plans for you everyone
0: yeah so there were like there, i mean i get this incorrect here even in our document about like that there are 16 horizon projects in the future like no that's too many yeah that's too many like i, I have to imagine even for horizon fans that would be too many right like six fucking teen now if, um, if, if
1: you told me 16 mario games were coming or 16 pokemon's games were coming i'd be like okay sure i guess but like 16 Assassin's Creed games, which is that, are we, is that, are we off? <laughs> like, I
0: can, okay, I got a question. I got to, like, you are, you are a fan of Horizon, right? Yes. Are you itching for more? Uh, Assassin's Creed? Horizon. Oh, um... Do you know what I mean? Like 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 you as someone who likes Horizon. obviously I could not give a shit if they never made more of these games, but like you as a fan of that series, like are you like if you heard that there are 16 projects in the work or, you know, several additional projects um, aside from just the sequel that's coming, like does that excite you or does that kind of fill you with like, oh, gosh, that seems like a lot for a series for this particular series. I guess I'll answer that with I could play a Horizon
1: game every three to four years. Okay. Um, and again, I'm not interested enough in Horizon as a property to get into the weeds with it. Like if they all send like an RTS game coming out, I'm not going to play that because it's a Horizon RTS game. Yeah. Um, if they have a visual novel comes out with some side character or something i'm not going to play that but i do want to know what happens with Aloy's story i do like the gameplay and the combat with the with the game enough um i would say if like we get to horizon 5 they probably need to have some serious gameplay tweaks to it for me to be still interested in it um but i would play a horizon 3 i would play a horizon 4 would i play them in the next two years well probably if they came out but i can't imagine them be very good
0: <laughs> sure, sure. But also,
1: I've never played the Horizon DLC, but I am also not a DLC kind of person. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, there you go. Yeah. Expect more Horizon. They got a TV show on the Horizon. The, I, I won't show, fucking I watch. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm filled with dread by all more right, Oh my God.
1: Well, look at this headline uh, Horizon 2 actress just cast Carly Ray Jepsen
0: Listen, you know I love her um she was not well received for her acting debut as cinderella back in like 2016 uh, i think there's there's different i think there are better places for miss jepson to shine you know what i mean that okay. uh is not in the horizon verse hey.
1: um
0: that said it probably would make me watch one episode <laughs> you know what i mean like like i just out of curiosity remember like when that halo tv show came out i watched like the first three i think and then was like you know what no i can't yeah, yeah um yeah. i probably enough to go like is she in it like a lot or no um yeah i think i think there's better places better suited for carly ray jeffson than um the horizon that. series yeah, yeah yes yes yeah. um but also, I don't know if anyone would do a great job if they were had to be a. I don't know if you meant Aloy specifically, but I think Aloy's is not a great character. <laughs> it's, it's my take. It's my my take. Let's move on to the FTC. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about this. Um, uh, Microsoft has won its FTC um, uh, like bat- uh It has won, won the um, dispute. What would you even call that? Like lawsuit? Um, it
1: was. They were trying to sue it for it not to happen. They won. They defended. They, they their, got through. Yeah, they got. They through They got it. through. Yeah.
0: And the FTC attempted to um, appeal, and then that was shut down as well. Right. Raise um, your hand if you're surprised, everyone. Right. Ra- yeah, no. I mean, this this seems. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, right? Like, I don't know if there's a whole ton else to say other than just like it went through, and, and we're still waiting for it to go through in was it Europe or Britain or whatever it was? Uh, UK. I, didn't they get through yeah. a
1: preliminary deal with that? I don't. I don't know. I think to pass it. But listen, gamers out there, I know gamers. you. I know you Talk like your, the I know, I know you like your teams. I know you, like you want one to be better than the other. So some people are happy for Microsoft here. Other people are pissed you know, at Microsoft here. Um, I don't care about it. I think whatever it doesn't really affect me at all. I think you should think it's a good thing that the FTC is looking at making sure when there's a big tech acquisition like this that they are not predatory to the consumer. And as silly yeah. as some of those questions were towards this, because we are very keyed in in this stuff, there are so many other tech industries out there that I don't think we are, the average consumer is as keyed up on. So I am happy to see the government Trying to protect us as consumers, even yes. if it's for something that you think is like just a video game thing, which it kind of is, but it's also two big tech companies merging. So, and it
0: sets a precedent, right? Like right. for stuff like this in the future,
1: right? Right. And I think a lot of these other mergers of big companies won't have as clear, obvious communicative stuff as microsoft because i think we said from the beginning that microsoft at least phil spencer he's a businessman but he's always seems to be a very really good communicator with what their vision is um so uh
0: it, also like like in the vein of what you're saying uh there's this happened there were 22 um house republicans that signed a letter addressed to the FTC that basically said like you need to drop this case immediately um And I'll just read you this little section that was in this IGN article here. Uh, It says this is a section from the letter that says the FTC's case against Microsoft acquisition of Activision is the latest in a series of actions that are clearly designed to impede legitimate mergers and acquisitions while ignoring decades of settled FTC practices across Republican and Democratic administrations. Instead of protecting competition as Congress intended, the FTC has spent taxpayer resources seeking to block a deal that promises to expand customer choice and insulate a dominant foreign company from competition. Um let me just say this to uh, why limit it to just 22 House Republicans fuck you all of you House Republicans um but also um double fuck fuck you for just generally your whole shit but also this what a stupid letter what a stupid letter it is the FTC's job to block these sorts of things and investigate these sort of things as you just said and it's good for them to have done that and for them to have like as like to to have looked into this as deeply as they had, and I think it's right for them to have done that. And I think we should want for them to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> like, like <laughs> I just mean, what a, what a, the
0: the the, fe-
1: the fear of the FTC is that you're letting government have too much power in terms of company acquisitions and stuff like that. But like, we 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 already do have people overseeing big acquisitions and stuff like that. So like, I don't think this is like necessarily one thing that is worrisome. But yeah, no. maybe. Uh, I just think we need we need to focus on this tech stuff because I don't know I still don't understand NFTs and who knows don't you want to make sure that um, that NFTs are regulated by some kind of government body?
0: (laughs) I guess that's the thing, right? Like, even if I'm not like super like like, NFTs do nothing for me and I think they're silly and dumb, but like I I I think the government should know about them and have rules and regulations about them and i don't think it's overstepping for the government to want that you know what i mean yeah um but what do i know <laughs> Uh moving right along the uh sony access controller for the playstation 5 is going to release on december 6th we saw this forever ago this was their accessibility controller um that uh like we since like 2021 i feel like we've seen this thing and and there's just sort of been this like um unclear release date just a general like it's coming soon sort of thing but now we finally have an actual release date for it so um this is i think sony's first first party um accessibility controller i know that the xbox has i'm forgetting the name of it um but they have their version of it uh, of their like accessibility controller and, and all that so um we will see uh how this goes but it, it's cool that that's finally coming out um and on top of that uh like i don't know it's just it, like I, I feel like announcing that they're doing that is good but keeping people in the dark for so long about when it's coming especially for people who this might be their only way to play games and whatever uh, I, I think is um a little like i imagine it irritating if, if that's your situation so it's just exciting to see that this is finally coming
1: yeah, and I think too um it's it seems to be pretty affordable. They have the prices um, this is I'm on uh can I play that uh, .com. They have the prices listed 89.99 United States um, 89.99 euro. So like I think pretty uh decently priced for a controller like this and you know, I I would be interested to see like how adaptable this this uh controller is. But yeah. I think the good thing is that between this and the Xbox Adaptive Controller, it just means more gamers can play. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's cool. I'm glad they're glad it's coming out, and I'm glad it's coming out soon.
0: Is the is the Xbox One? Does that work on the PlayStation Five? I imagine it does not, right?
1: I, I, there was a talk about that. I don't know off the top of my head, but probably not. But let me see. Adapt Xbox Adaptive Controller. Adaptive controller on ps5 <sighs> it says um, it's not an easy yes or no answer okay unfortunately it isn't natively supported but you can like get around it
0: somehow sure okay yeah but but it's at the end of the day it is good and exciting that 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 is coming to Um stores soon. Or I don't know if it would come to store. I don't know. Like I've never seen the the, like adaptive Xbox One in stores or anything like that. But if you're um, buying
1: things at stores and today, I mean
0: I like stores. I like malls. All right. Sue me. Sue me. I like going to the mall. I think it's a fun place to go and to be.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not gonna sue you, but maybe the FTC will, so we'll see.
0: Oh yeah. And you know what you would have to do? You'd have to write them a letter saying, Drop this, this is ridiculous. I'm a Ted Cruz. I'm a piece of shit. Uh, (laughs) That was my Ted Cruz impersonation. Uh, (laughs) uh, 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 Last of Us. Let's talk about The Last of Us. Um, Apparently, a new version of The Last of Us 2 is coming at some point in time. Unclear what exactly that means. Um, But the composer, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Um, Gustavo Santola? Um, I can only imagine how poorly i mispronounced that name so i apologize but he's the guy who does this the last of us music um you you know what it sounds like you all watched the show you all played the games the banjo the whole thing um and so he basically said if
1: you got to the end it's harder to play the banjo you know what i
0: mean (laughs) it is that is very true although you only have five strings to worry about four depending on what sort of banjo you're playing um but in uh The Last of Us Two, he has a cameo. Perhaps you know this. He has a cameo when you're walking around Jackson. He's sitting on the like he's sitting on a porch in Jackson playing the banjo. And you can go up to him and, and like the dog Buckley, I think, is right there with him, and you can give him a little head pat. Um and he's just sitting there playing the banjo. And basically in an interview um with a YouTube channel called Blender, um, which is a Spanish um like youtube channel and and uh like radio show sort of thing uh podcast sort of sort of ordeal um he went on there the the musician gustavo went on there and he said that like in the new version of the game you'll be able to um talk with me and I'll be able to play any of the songs that you want so it'll be like a little like jukebox thing and so everyone was like in the what can you can <laughs> it, you it, 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 what do you mean by in the new version of the game or whatever he said? I imagine he said it in Spanish. Uh, he did say it in Spanish, but can you
1: imagine if you go like, Hey, Gustavo, um, can you play? Hey, ya by outcast. And he just pulls <laughs> out his banjo.
0: <laughs> it's, this is exciting. I don't know. Like, like, exciting and also like fills me with dread because every time the last of us comes up there's just like so much like everyone like there's so much discourse and it's always like awkward and and like uncomfortable because people just get so heated about it i guess um but i don't know do you want a new version of the last of us part 2 ps5 version uh no um I, i don't think it needs it
1: but well, I don't know if it needs it or not. It's just one of those things like I don't think I'm going to play it. It would be great to play it natively on PS5 like yeah. you know with better resolution, better frame rate, all that kind of stuff. Um I'm sure they're the like they came out with Last of Us like the not even the Last of Us Part 1. They came out with the remastered version of it on PS4. Yeah. Um so maybe this is similar to that and I didn't play that version initially, but I played it looking back when I was going to get ready for the last of us part two. So, um, it might not be the thing for me now, but if they're like last of us part three, you know, for sure. I want to play the best version of last of us part two. And I'll probably play it then.
0: And and there's no confirmation either. If this is like a separate release or anything like that, or like, it could just be one of those like free PS five updates, you know what I mean? at a certain point, it's been a while. Cause also like my question is like, if you're going to sell it, like, what are you going to add? you know, like, like literally like, what are you going to add to this game to make it, worth you know having people buy it again because you know i i think also like public perception of the last of us is shifting a little bit in terms of like i think people are getting a little tired of it in the sense of like they are really milking this game series and there's just like not a lot to milk so far because there are two games and that's it you what, know what i mean and, and i think the public
1: negativity towards part two is much worse than other oh, ones too already so percent. you bring it back but again i think it's the track record of naughty dog to re-release their last of us games in general so a native ps5 version wouldn't be the worst thing in the world even with slight additions and changes to it it just open yeah. up to a new audience and like preserve the game for longer um so. it's just
0: the, the question for me is like you know if there is a new version of it what are they going to add to it to make it work if if it's a new version and if it's like a paid version like what do they have to add for me uh, to, to buy it like i don't know and they're
1: going to call it the last of us part 2.2 2. part two
0: and a half and then i'll yeah. have timon and pumbaa and, and we'll it's going to have it's going to have
1: the like the golf logo on it too. who, who are the right timon and
0: pumbaa of the last of us two
1: um of the last is it
0: is it Yara and Lev? That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, um, I think Pumbaa is the guy that you pull his jaw off.
0: No, good. yeah, yeah. okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah.
1: Then, the, t-
0: the exposed teeth. That yeah, has. it really
1: it really makes me see that. And then yeah. uh, Timon is the person playing the PS Vita. <laughs> oh, you PS Vita
0: girl. Yeah, okay. I like. You know what.
1: Acceptable. Can you imagine them <laughs> hanging out with each other, <laughs> like just going around the wasteland? That's the next. That's the next pairing. Well, they're both dead, though.
0: Yeah, they're both super dead. The, yeah, they're both very dead. Um, <laughs> moving right along, Xbox Game Pass, uh, Xbox Live uh, Gold, if you remember, uh, which has sort of been the the staple of Xbox's like internet. Uh, it was. It was like their initial like internet service that like started with halo 2 like back in the day um is being sunset in favor of adding a new um a new like tier to xbox game pass um i think this is the right move so basically now there are here's the full xbox game pass lineup you've got xbox game pass core which is what xbox gold live gold is turning into um which is 9.99 a month you get like a handful like 25 games like selected games um from i I don't know who selects them i just xbox selects 25 games for you to have access to month to month and you get online multiplayer um, for all games which was what xbox live gave you now then there's also xbox game pass um just like the base version which is 10.99 a month which is the full um access to game pass but you don't get access to online multiplayer for free, um, which is kind of odd. Uh, you get access to like free to play online multiplayer games like Fortnite, you can play and, and like Apex and whatever. But like Call of Duty, you would not be able to, to my understanding. Then you've got uh, there's PC Game Pass, which is uh, 9.99 a month, which is just the Game Pass lineup on PC. And then there's Game Pass Ultimate, which is everything. You get full Game Pass um, um, like like access on both PC and console. You get online multiplayer and the whole thing. Yeah it's weird. Like like I understand why they would do this but I don't understand this whole like multiplayer thing. Like why do you need to to make such a fuss out of that? It,
1: it, like why it, you're you're adding like I don't even know how to like look at the cost here but like you're basically saying online multiplayer is worth uh $5 $6. Oh wait. Cuz you get the console game pass, you don't get online games, right? Yeah, yeah. But for like
0: $1 less you do get multiplayer. So I hate and, yeah. I hate
1: I hate plans like this because this is like they're trying to get you to buy Ultimate because what they have at the bottom tier is it's just like, not worth it. They can tell you for seven dollars more you can get that plus all these games. Like it just yeah. doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't know. I think it just you're paying the subscription service. Give people online, but whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. And like I know
0: that like I, like. We, we clowned a little bit on Sony for their PS plus premium and essential and whatever. But like in my memory, like at least those were like very clear what you got. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas this is just a little bit like vague and, and, and weird. And like they built on it, but like I thought it was, it was well done because the top tier was such like a niche market that yes, it's like you, you don't need this. If you want, you can have it. Now, if they did something screwy, like you get this like $10 version, but if you get the $15 version, you don't get this thing that you get in the $10 version. You only get that if you get the $20 version. Then it's like, why are you doing that? Like, yeah. I, I think this this seems simple, but that simple online thing makes it not so simple. If they say $5, you get a couple games online, fine. If you spend $11, you get online. Game Pass, all this other stuff. Like, I don't know why that's just not the play. Like, it seems yeah. easier, but yeah, whatever. It just seems
0: so convoluted, you know what I mean, for, for no reason. Um, so hopefully they, they tighten that up a little bit, but I don't know. Um, I I wonder, like, how many people were even just subscribed to Xbox Live at all? Because, like, I was, but that's only because Game Pass Ultimate gave you a subscription. Does console, did,
1: is, is that different? Did the original Game Pass only give you, not give you gold too? I guess I don't know. Oh. I've only oh. ever had Ultimate, so I don't know. I know, because, <laughs> you know, look, look at us over here. with We're, we're Ultimate people.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Because I and play then,
1: all my Xbox games on PC, and I use the cloud daily.
0: I I use I use the PC Game Pass to play Spider Heck. And let me look. What else? Spider Heck? Yeah, heck? I talked about in on the show once. Oh. Heck. Like, heck. Yeah. Um. Heck and spiders. Yeah, basically. Uh... I played a little bit of, um, what was that game? Halo Infinite. <laughs> I played some Halo Infinite on PC as well. And it was very easy to just transfer saves and whatever. But um, yeah, so, so you've got some, some changes there. Uh, you want to talk about Assassin's Creed for a second here? Apparently, a- Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed Mirage is going to take about 20 to 30 hours to complete, um, which is five times less than Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh how do you feel about that and that's not even a rumor by the way that is um straight from ubisoft ubisoft's lead producer fabian solomon um said in an interview with a a youtuber um that it is going to be shorter um and that for completionists that'll go up to 25 to 30 hours but um, on average play for the playtesting testing they've done it's been 20 to 23 hours that still seems
1: long <laughs> like you know what i mean like i think that's like a lot of time to put in a game
0: um yeah, but if you think about like an open world game like Assassin's Creed, uh, that like that's like where Assassin's Creed 2 sits, I think, and Assassin's yeah. Creed 1. But like I'm not I'm not complaining about it. I'm like it's like
1: it's 20 to 30 hours long enough. I'm like it seems long, man. Like Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs>
0: yeah. Agreed. Like like absolutely. Is that long enough? Yeah. yeah. It's called a commitment, friends. Yeah. Um it, Would you say cuz I mean like you didn't even finish Valhalla, did you? I did, and I think like, that was like too much.
1: I think Valhalla was done in such a stupid way with yeah. how it gated your progression yes. that it didn't quite just allow you to play the story and like you felt like they they were forcing you to do side stuff in a way that was just not friendly to me. Like yeah, I like to follow good. the story I like to maybe do some side things to level up, and then I like to clear the check marts. That one was just so oddly gated. And let's talk about filler. There was so much fucking filler oh in that game. Oh, my gosh, yes. Like, just filled with it. Like, I played that game for almost 30 hours, and I still don't even think I'd, like, know what the story is about.
0: Do you feel the same way about... Um origins and uh uh odyssey because i know you, you platinum both of those didn't mm-hmm. you? um
1: no i didn't feel the same way it did not feel quite as bad because i felt like you followed the story and you did some of the stuff you would be it strong enough to do the next stuff but this one it's literally like you have to get this in like i forget like the, the exact currency but like it just did not flow well in terms of like your progression
0: sure sure but um, so, I, I don't know. To me, 20 to 30 hours is, like, that sweet spot for how long I generally want to put into a game like that. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and the bloat of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I think, was is so real. <laughs> and, and I do not fault anyone for falling off that. Um, but I think that's exciting. Um Final Fantasy or Square Enix and uh, uh, Microsoft have had a weird relationship. There's so many Final Fantasy games that have not um, launched on Xbox consoles. And I mean, Final Fantasy 16 didn't Final Fantasy 15 did uh, seven remakes still isn't on Xbox, um, but um, Final Fantasy 14 is coming to Xbox with its new expansion that I don't have the name of in front of me because they, to be honest, they all kind of sound the same like it's always like reborn eater or yeah. something end of um, days yeah so i don't i don't have that in front of me but phil spencer came out at final fantasy fan fest um and he said that yeah in spring of 2024 uh final fantasy 14 is coming to xbox um and i think didn't they say something as well about how that they're looking to have them um Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, so he said this. We look forward to building that on the relationship that we've established in bringing Final Fantasy 14 to Xbox and partnering closely with you and the Square Enix team on future games. So it's it's not specifically talking of saying like, oh, Final Fantasy 17, let's say, when that comes out in 90 years, um, <laughs> is going to be launching on Xbox. But they are just saying like, hey, w- you know, we are going to potentially be having more uh, launch on Xbox day one.
1: Which, cool, I guess yeah, I'm, um, yeah, great. When I first saw this article, I saw the video of Phil Spencer on stage, like like on uh, Twitter or whatever. And I was like, is this from like 10 years ago? Like just the quality of it didn't look like super. It was kind of weird, right? Like yeah. the,
0: the camera quality is kind of, yeah, I was like, uh, okay,
1: but I guess is the current thing and um, I think it's interesting. I mean, I don't think this really, I think this isn't as big of a news story as it could be yet. Um, I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen's been out for ten years, eight years, seven years, six years, something like that. Yeah, like right, like so they're bringing an old game to a place, hopefully, so more people can play it. It makes sense for that. Um, and I still think part of the reason they don't have stuff on Xbox is not because they don't like Xbox. That Sony's paying them. Yeah. So maybe yeah. Sony doesn't want to pay them anymore. Maybe they will have other Square Enix games come to Game Pass, like a Forspoken. Who knows? Like, there's a million different ways to look at this. Um, but I guess it's a good thing when you see them all holding hands, holding fingers in the middle like that.
0: Yeah, that I, I, I think it's interesting, and and like I think like this is the sort of thing that you, you did. You just say that this is not as big a story as it could have been. Yeah, yeah, because I think you're you're like so on the money with that because it's like. They didn't say specifically anything other than Final Fantasy 14, right? Yeah. I think that's a big deal, right? For for fans who Xbox fans who just haven't been able to play, you know, whatever. But I think um, it will be interesting to see what comes from Square Enix to Xbox down the line, because for the most part, it's felt like Final Fantasy, like like apart from Final Fantasy, like so much just doesn't come to Xbox. It comes out of Square Enix. Like you look at um, uh, uh, Octopath Traveler 2 didn't come out there. Um, Triangle Strategy didn't come out there, but maybe that was a Switch exclusive. But um, what I'm trying to say is, like, they just have a history of just not having a lot of their stuff on Xbox. So um, hopefully this leads to those games coming there as well. Yeah, so um, Square Enix
1: responded. This is an IGN article, which I think interesting timing for all this stuff to come out. Um, I'll put it in the chat for you real quick. Um, but uh, Square Enix... Uh, response to Final Fantasy 16 sales concerns points to PS5 install base. Um, in this article, uh, it basically says um, there was a Bloomberg article, and the, this article quote saying the debate was fueled by a Bloomberg article that pointed out sales of the game in Japan had dropped dramatically in the second week after launch. The initial sales had lagged behind previous games in the long-running role-playing series, and Square Enix itself was grappling with the weak momentum of the flagship franchise. In a statement uh, from Square Enix exclusively, issued exclusively to IGN, the company pointed to the difference in install base between PS4 and Final Fantasy VII Remake came out and the install base of the PS5 when Final Fantasy XVI launched last month. With 38 million PS5 consoles shipped globally as of March 31st, 2023, sales of Final Fantasy XVI surpassed 3 million units worldwide several days after its release on June 22nd taking into consideration the sales figures of the acclaimed Final Fantasy 7 remake and the difference in size of the install base of the PS4 at the time of the title's release, we can see that the attach rate of Final Fantasy 16 is considerably high given the PS5 install base. Um, what that says to me is the way these announcements lined up, they're probably like, that's fine, it's normal, but they're also like, we could have gotten more money if this was on more things.
0: Yeah, and I think that... Makes sense, right? Like, that's just where we're at with with these sorts of things of, like, hey, unfortunately, like, yeah, you know, you could get that money in your pocket from Sony to just launch it in this one place right now, but they're right. I mean, the PS4 was, like, fucking popular. And, yeah, the PlayStation 5 is as well, but it is, like, we've talked on this podcast a lot about, like, why that install base is smaller right because of when it launched and you know now because of the scarcity especially when it launched and how expensive it was and all this sort of stuff and like where we are in the world in terms of like who has money to spend on uh, who has a lot of money to spend on video games you know what i mean um especially if you've got a playstation 4 that works just fine and that for the most part most games also come to you know so yeah i i think it is um i i would say that it does make sense that you would um see less sales, you know what I mean? Just because it is being like dropped in a smaller pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um here's a story that this is sort of developing now. Uh so it's unclear as to where this is all going to end up. But um according to VGC uh and the sources that they that have said that have knowledge of Nintendo's next gen console plans, um the company is going to be releasing new hardware during the second half of 2024. Um, and that it's trying to have a lot of stock so that they don't uh, run into the issue with shortages that we saw with the PS five and, and Xbox series X and S. Um, so two of those sources basically said that, um, it was going to launch with an LCD screen. So it's not going to have that OLED screen that we've seen in the switch OLED, um, to keep the costs down and that it's going to have a uh, internal memory of 32 gigs or no, that's what it has right now. Um, like, it odd that they would just throw that detail in. It's just the current switch comes with 32 gigs <laughs> of internal memory. Um, so weird, but then also that it's going to have, uh, have physical cartridges and whatever else. But, uh, what do you think of this? Cool. Uh, not shocked. You know, <laughs>
1: um, I think this will happen. We're going to get a new yeah. switch. Um, I think the, the details are what makes this interesting or not interesting. Backwards compatibility. Very good. I think if they can do that, that would be very good. Um, I care more about the digital transfer of things. Are we going to be able to have our digital libraries transferred over? Um, I doubt it. I wish, but like, I doubt it. Uh, Is the system going to be that much better? I still think like part of it to me is like, I play Nintendo games on my switch mostly. uh, And occasionally, uh, you know, 15 year old assassin's creed game <laughs> right um, how did that
0: was that, did that run fine i imagine fine yeah, no problem
1: yeah. i kept saying old games are old it's not like it's the most beautiful yeah. game ever it just is an old game um so uh like this will happen uh, the fact that there's dev kits out there i think is pretty cool um and i'm excited to hear the official announcement of this which could come later this year or maybe early next year
0: yeah um, I let down a little bit by if there's no OLED screen just because I like that OLED, but I also do understand that if they're trying to keep costs down, it's probably the difference between controls, what's that?
1: It's the difference between this is you know $500 and 350 Like, I mean, if that's their choice, they'll yeah. come out with a version later. Um, and I mean, is this thing going to be $300 or is this thing going to be
0: 350 400 How much was the switch when it launched? 300, I think. Oh, god, what a steal what i know steel and then, and then 350 for the oled like whoo like that's it's not bad that's no. not bad at all but yeah. um yeah so we'll we'll see more of this as as it comes uh, i feel like a lot of there's like a lot of um what's the word for like it, it sort of snowballs you know what i mean when there's like a leak like this then someone else feels like oh maybe i'll be able to talk about it and, and give some more details and whatever so we'll see as, as we get closer but uh final bit of news here justin smell a vision didn't it's take off. It's happening. Oh, it didn't. Well, it didn't take off, but maybe Smell-O-Gaming might. Um, you got this... The <laughs> Xbox has been doing, um, like, limited... Not even, like, limited edition, because they've only been, like... They've been doing giveaways for, like, uh, uh, controllers and uh, um, uh, Xboxes themed around specific games, right? And so one they've got for the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> controller, and it's got... Um, uh, Justin, it does have... A pizza a giant slice of pizza on the back of it it's that, pretty cool that shoots pizza smell at you
1: <laughs> i'm pulling up the tiktok now
0: um yeah would you what would you use this i would
1: maybe like when does the, like when does it spit at you like when you're well, the
0: thing is you like have to push down like it's like a spray bottle like like perfume where you like push down the little cap and then like it sprays like spritzes on you um I would have to smell this first. <laughs> so I know I joked about, like, I want this, but, like, uh, I would have to smell this before committing to having this in my home.
1: Yeah. Um, the controller
0: itself, like, other than the piece of pizza, like, actually is pretty sweet. It's from uh, Team and Team Mutants Mayhem, which it comes out, I think, later this week or, or something. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. I always like the controllers and, and themed Xboxes that they do, but um, I am too embarrassed to publicly enter a raffle. Do you know what I mean? It's always yeah. like, you got to follow and retweet. I'm like, I'm not going to do that.
1: And I can't let people know I watch this. Um, yeah. So I, uh, am very like smell sensitive and like the kind of candles, like I love a good scented candle, but I yeah. hate scented candles that try to smell like food. Oh, interesting. Like, because I just, it's not the food. You're not the food. Um, There's like chocolate ones. Have you ever smelled like candle, like a chocolate Uh, candle?
0: Dude, I I was 16 once. I wore chocolate axe. I was younger, younger, like 13 maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I was like 25. Um, (laughs) um,
1: But like I just hate that smell. Like it is not a good smell to me. And and like I just – I don't know why. I just bothered by food smell. So unless this is like the most like accurate pizza smell, um, I cannot imagine it being a good scent.
0: No, and also, when you, like, watch this little, like, there's just, like, a TikTok of it, like, it will, like, it sprays over the controller, and so I imagine that's just gonna, like, land on the controller, right, and just, like, first of all, like, gunk that thing up, it's gonna Mm. have, like, that, like, oily, like, touch to it, and then also, it's just gonna permanently smell like that, Yeah, which I can't imagine, like, actually smells like fresh pizza, Mm. right, Mm. but so justin there you go that those were the biggest headlines. that pizza thing is i think probably the most important one we talked about That
1: is, that is screw the ftc it's all about pizzagate
0: absolutely agree wait pizzagate was a thing
1: oh it's all about pizza sewer time yeah
0: is it Uh, ironic
1: you said like a smell of vision and games would be bad because everything's set in a sewer at one point right um the ninja turtles eat pizza in a sewer so that's like they
0: have like a cool hangout spot Two worlds come. I can't. I don't care. You're in the sewer. It can't smell good, dude. Turtles always smell. Good. Have you ever smelled? Okay, think back about the last time you smelled the turtle. Was it bad or was it good? It was I'm, good, wasn't I it? I don't think I've ever smelled
1: a turtle, and if it would, it'd smell like an aquarium, which I don't <laughs> think is a good smell.
0: <laughs> it's fucking nasty. Although that pizza in, in t- like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza always looked so good with that but like then, gooey cheese.
1: But like, they didn't buy that. Like, do they have the money to buy that? Did they just like find it on a street corner? Yeah, they
0: buy it. They buy it. They they like order it. I,
1: I... Where do they get their money from?
0: They they work for a living as ninjas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you know, they got the NYPD, New York Ninja Department. You know, yeah, man. Sort of, they they fight yeah. the
0: Foot Clan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there we go. That's that's the news you missed while you were away, uh, listeners. Thanks so much for sticking around with us for a longer one. We just had, we had to catch up over over everything that uh, you missed, Justin. Um, while while you were away, uh, whining and dining through Europe, you know what I mean? Uh, I, for one, I'm so happy that you're back. I missed you too. I missed I miss talking to you. About I, yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself, um, to, who to talk to about video games. So I just stood on my porch and I just shouted it. And this was like, Y'all see about Horizon? <laughs> Never got any response. Well, I, someone told me to be quiet and go inside, but that was <laughs> not what I was looking for. Uh, it was not the thoughtful conversation I was hoping to have. Um, But thanks so much for listening. We do appreciate you. Uh, Just once more, if you're interested in joining us on Discord, because Twitter... What's going on with Twitter there? (laughs) If you're interested in joining our discord, that's the link to that is in the description of this episode. Uh, I know we joke about Twitter and X and whatever, but um, we're at hitbox pod on there. If you want to support us financially, uh, Twitter, uh, not Twitter, patreon.com slash hitbox pod, become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer. Get those bonus episodes um, because we missed two weeks last week for those bonus for our our Patreon supporters. We're doing additional content this month. If If you're interested, just $3 a month, you will get you that. If not, all good we appreciate you anyway justin am i forgetting anything here you're forgetting that you're doing awesome at your job you're doing awesome in the world thanks man you're you are doing awesome in the world going seeing the world visiting places making pasta in italy what a dream it was really good
1: pasta too you know what i mean was it yeah
0: what kind did you make
1: uh it was like a tortellini Um, uh
0: it Best was kind.
1: like a linguine that we use like a little like almost like a little strum thing that you strum and you cut it that way um and then we made uh raviolis little ravioli pillow things
0: i actually can't talk about this because all i want right now is pasta yeah it was pretty that good incredible yeah. uh thank you so much for listening we will catch you next week always remember old games are old bye bye
1: Stop recording.